We reserve a few minutes to discuss current trends that you'd expect from reading Bible prophecy. Why emphasize prophecy? The folks over at Bible.org give this answer, answer rather. There are many reasons why we should study what the Bible says about this subject. Almost two-thirds of Scripture in one form or another is related to prophecy. This fact alone warrants our attention. We are futurists in our theology. That means we interpret all unfulfilled prophetic passages as future events that will happen in a literal, physical, global context. The Bible predicts the Great Tribulation. Here's a description of conditions on earth during the future seven years of the Great Tribulation. The false prophet is granted power to give breath to an image of the Antichrist that the image should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the Antichrist or the number of his name. The takeaways for our purposes right now are these. Number one, there will be a totalitarian global government that mandates the behavior of its citizens. Number two, the government will keep track of compliance through some sort of biometric mark. And number three, only those with that mark will be able to participate in society. Those who refuse will be punished and treated severely. Sounds a lot like the world we're living in today as governments attempt to eradicate COVID-19 and its variants. Totalitarian is a serious accusation. It's a, a very serious word, but look what's happening around the world. Newsweek reported that the vaccine is compulsory for 200 million people. In Australia, the government has admitted to using the army to put citizens in COVID camps. There are two mandatory supervised quarantine facilities. One of them is called the Center for National Resilience. A former camp resident described conditions to the Washington Post. You're confined to a prefab unit that Australians call dongas. They have gray linoleum floors and walls, harsh fluorescent lighting, battered Venetian blinds, and fire engine red furniture. The feeling is part trailer camp, part hospital, part prison. Teams wearing personal protective gear and wheeling carts deliver food once a day about 5 p.m. and leave it on the veranda although they might forget you. Nurses rap sharply on the door for random early morning temperature checks or coronavirus tests. Police and soldiers patrol, occasionally shouting at people to put on masks. And there is a 39-page booklet of rules and procedures, all of this for the price of a good hotel room because you have to pay for it yourself. Germany's new government has called on an army general to head its COVID crisis management team. What could go wrong there? The German military is gonna be in charge of COVID. Austrian police are conducting random checks to enforce COVID lockdowns for the unvaccinated. Violators face stiff fines up to $10,000. In the Netherlands, this is my favorite, the city of Eindhoven has a creepy announcement warning people to keep their distance. The, announcement plays, uh, the announcements play every 15 minutes throughout the loudspeakers from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. The message is always the same. To prevent the spread of the virus, keep one and a half meters away from each other, stick to the basic rules. Only together can we get corona under control. It makes me crazy. It's like I ended up in a re-education camp, said one resident. 
We aren't being asked to take in the mark of the beast, but all around the world it is commonplace for you to be compelled to show proof of vaccination to access goods and services. Re-education is actually a word being used. Uh, they want to re-educate people to do what the government wants them to do. People who refuse vaccination are now labeled the unvaccinated. They're assumed to be among those who are anti-vaccine. They're being singled out as the reason why the virus has not been eradicated. You've undoubtedly heard many in, the, in authority label COVID-19 as a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's more serious than you may think. A linguist writes, referring to the unvaccinated is a subconscious dehumanization. When that language shift happens, walls between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated harden. Now, as always, I'm not suggesting anything at all about COVID-19 or its variants or your vaccination status or the efficacy of the vaccines. Uh, we think you're intelligent enough to come to your own conclusions and should be free to do so. Uh, you do your own research, you decide your level of participation in the things that are happening. There is not a Christian position on these things that every Christian must agree with. Uh, and so that will help you as you argue with each other uh, to know that the, the, this is not, the Bible doesn't speak to this directly. And uh, Corona, uh, the virus, it's not one of the end times viruses. What I am pointing out is that the world predicted by the Bible is not so far-fetched after all. We're seeing it in miniature globally. The Bible predicts a global totalitarianism and we're seeing how fast something can occur like that with the blessing of most of the world's population. Uh, I would say the vast majority of people are on board with this. But again, I'm, don't read anything into what I'm saying other than this is like what you'd expect from reading the Bible. Now, we, of course, believe the resurrection and rapture of the church is imminent. It could happen right now. It could happen at any moment. And nothing prophetically needs to occur before it. So we don't say that, well, the whole world needs to be reached or this has to happen before the rapture. Nothing has to happen before the rapture of the church. And it's going to occur before the great tribulation. Are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready, stay ready, keep looking up. Ready or not, Jesus is coming.